Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. Relevant content warnings can be found in each episode's description. to Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Hey, y'all. All right, so what are we talking about on the podcast this week? We are talking about passing. And because this is an audio format, you will just have to imagine me doing the SpongeBob meme rainbow hands. Passing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes. Passing, which is a a very big part of the gender expansive slash trans exper- experience. Hey, Y'all, we got our cats, this fantastic new cat tower. I don't know how much our listeners really care about Josie and I's life outside of our gender, but if you care, we'll post a picture of the six foot cat tower that we got. <laughs> It's too big. It's so large. It, anyway. Anyway, back to the original scheduled podcast. So passing is something that is like a very relatively large part of the gender expansive experience. Whether uh, I'm going to stop you there. And I feel like this is going to be part of the podcast because it's okay. a relatively large of which part of the trans community's experience? Well, primarily the binary trans community experience. Almost exclusively the binary. I was going to say, though, that it does play into the lives of gender expansive people whether or not they pass or whether or not they're trying to pass the concept of passing existing that's true but as this episode is probably going to be a lot about bi- non-binary people don't have the option to pass right absolutely um i mean like i guess inherently you like quote unquote pass as like your agab or the trans version but like you don't have an option of passing as your own gender right which sucks and it's part of the reason that i hate this conversation and this dialogue among most of the trans communities that i'm a part of that's very fair Mm -hmm. so before we get started because we haven't really talked about passing before on this podcast i don't think okay yeah um so before we get started i just wanted to do like a little bit of like a definition as to what passing is yeah do you want me to give it sure Okay, so if I had to give, like, an overarching definition of passing, it's kind of like, there's kind of two definitions, depending on how you're using it. Mm -hmm. So the first is that you, quote unquote, pass as the gender you are trying to present. So -hmm. if you are a trans woman, that means you, at first glance to your average individual, look like a woman. It means that when you go to a restaurant, somebody says, good evening, ma'am, to you, Mm -hmm. or miss, depending on other factors. Um, I think that within trans communities, though, there's kind of a second definition of it, which Mm -hmm. is just like, which is the definition I'd be used in questions like, what do I pass as? (laughs) Like, so I think that there is also, because like, and maybe this is just the non-binary take, because again, given the first definition, there's no option for non-binary people to pass. Mm-hmm. But like non-binary people still get read as something. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's 
called like passing as your agab, which like sometimes for non-binary people is a goal because I think you're in a place where it's not safe to be non-binary. You might want to still present as your agab, mm-hmm. so you want to pass as your agab, right? Or passing as the opposite gender. But in that definition of passing, it's not passing as in your self-identified gender. It's not passing as like your goal gender. It's just like, what do I look like? It's more of like a description. That's actually really interesting because I don't think that I've heard that. Yeah, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a non-binary. Because in the in the binary trans, especially trans women, although admittedly I don't spend a lot of time with trans men, so maybe this is a thing in their community too. Passing is like absolutely a goal. Like it is yeah. considered very good and Well, like... you can see why that wouldn't be in the non-binary community. Right, again, right. like I think that this is very much a word that came from the binary community and had to be adapted. Because like yes, like passing is a goal. I think another word we should give definitions for is stealth, because mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with passing. So if you're stealth, it means nobody knows that you're trans. People right. just think you are a cis woman or a cis man. Right. Another and thing that doesn't exist for non-binary people. Specifically that, to clarify, stealth is the other side of the closet. It- yeah, sorry. You can't, you're not stealth as yourself. Although some people also do call that stealth. Like when, That's remember true. when you traveled, you traveled way early in your transition and you yeah. weren't able to go as a woman because you were going somewhere that was not going to be safe for you yeah. that early. Like you would have been unsafe traveling, looking the way you did. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of took back a couple steps. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like your hair wasn't long at the time yet. Mm-hmm. And that also, I've heard that called stealth. That's true. That's true. But generally stealth is like your yeah, generally, post-transition. Yeah, generally stealth means your post-transition and you do. If you're stealth, often, quote-unquote, pass. Well, you, I think that you have to pass in order to be stealth. Usually. When would you be able to not pass and be stealth? I, if you live someplace really cool that don't But then need you're that. not stealth. I don't, then, think that yeah. you, I don't think if you... This, stealth is a very specifically binary term. That's very true. Like, you are passing in the world that we live in, which is a cis-heteronormative world. You are being stealthily queer. That's true. That's I don't actually think that you point. cannot pass and be stealth. That's actually a very good point. I think that a lot of people would argue that in order to be fully stealth, you'd have to have had bottom surgery. However, I think that that's usually the one thing that is a huge barrier. <laughs> um, right. So I think a lot of people just avoid places that would be able to be seen. Pools, public showers, etc. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that is passing and it's sort of like very closely related phenomenon, stealth. To being stealth, yeah. And like you said, passing almost certainly did originate in the binary trans community yeah. and so did stealth and stealth i would like to also kind of throw that out there is kind of a toxic concept in my opinion i think that passing in general is kind of a toxic concept yeah that's our hot take i think that that is our hot take because you were saying there's no way for non-binary people to pass as non-binary which like i should i should give that a slight asterisk because it is still a goal for some people in the non-binary mm-hmm. community Some non-binary people strive for a level of androgyny Mm -hmm. that equates passing, quote-unquote, as non-binary because people can't tell what of two genders you are. Right. Um, That is something that is incredibly limited to predominantly white, skinny, non-binary people. Often AFAB, although, like... Not always. Not always on that one, but it is white and skinny that has access to the types of aesthetics Mm -hmm. that are 
seen as androgynous in our culture often yeah. although not always so that is one way that non-binary people like att- like th- like strive for passing quote unquote mm-hmm. i've also seen people who like if you just have like a certain like out there aesthetic in like certain very liberal places especially if you're like oh i don't know a barista <laughs> like people are more likely to assume you're non-binary which like some non-binary people take as passing that so like sense. if you have like brightly dyed hair and you wear like kind of alternative clothes and like work at a starbucks Mm -hmm. bunch of piercings yeah people might at least think to question immediately and i think just being questioned is sometimes considered passing so like just being asked your pronouns is sometimes like enough to feel like you're passing interesting okay it's just like a slightly different definition that makes sense I often say, though, as a more blanket statement, that there's no such thing as passing for non-binary people, because, like... Broadly, there really isn't. Yeah. The idea of passing as... For me, I mean, I I generally pass. Yeah. As a woman. For a woman. This is why I, this is why I hate it. Can I do my... <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. I, I hate the term passing. The term passing, to me, is very rooted in kind of the othering of binary trans people from their genders right and i know when i was in therapy i also struggled with that like when i was first coming out i was like i just don't like this term like i don't want to be thought of as passing as a woman like i am a woman like it's not i i don't have i'm not like faking it i'm not like tricking people right and i think that for me a lot of that was caught up in the fact that like there is a very real like undercurrent of like trans people are tricking the people around them as a kind of negative stereotype my therapist at the time suggested language such as blending, which like still to me, I just, I think that the idea of passing is extremely bad. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I just don't think that it's helpful to, it's, I don't think that it's actually helpful to trans people to try to make ourselves pass as much as possible so much as it would be helpful to expand people's ideas of what gender could be and look like yeah i think that the like counter argument that i just like hear in our twitter and our comment section (laughs) is that passing is a form of safety for binary trans people that's a fact and like that we've recently moved somewhere that's like a little bit more red than we've ever lived Mm -hmm. and like who started shaving their beard (laughs) i did start shaving my beard so like passing is like a not that you didn't pass the full ass beard which i'm I'm very mad about. I mean, that's true. I did. I I cannot remember a time, even when I had a beard in the last year when I was misgendered, except for by Your people parents. who have known me for <laughs> many years, like people um, who are just not in the habit. Uh, anyway, but like passing is a form of safety. So it is a form of not having to explain yourself and not having that's to be true. the one that expands other people's idea of what gender is and could be that's a to fact. everybody that you meet. Throughout every one of your days. That is an entire fact. Because that is exhausting and it is potentially dangerous. But even in not being potentially dangerous, it's exhausting. Yeah. And I think you raise a very good point to like about me as an individual because I'm relatively skinny. We're both also definitely just skinny. We are. Yes, we are both just skinny. Yeah. So I have skinny privilege. I'm white. White privilege helps you pass because femininity is coded as white. So Mm -hmm. that's its own whole thing. I started hormones relatively young, so like I've been on hormones for a while now. I have a lot of things in my corner allowing me to pass yeah. my long hair, my voice, and 
because of and and if you, if you don't pass any time and you're discriminated against, it will not be the end of your world. Yes. If you lose a job over mm-hmm. this, if we lost our apartment over this, we have so many safety nets mm-hmm. that allow it to be less scary so we can like kind of toe that line. Right. And similarly because I pass so well, mm-hmm. that's why I can be like I hate passing. It's so dumb. Yeah. And why I can grow Yeah, phobia. there's all there's nothing worse than pretty privileged binary trans bitches saying shit like this i know and like and i <laughs> admit fully that i am a pretty privileged trans bitch like, yeah. like it's like it's just because it comes from a place of like privilege like like you're saying and like right, props yeah. to you for like pointing this out right but it does i've been in situations with trans women who i have less fond feelings for than you who i love dearly saying shit like this to me and i'm just like but you don't get misgendered because people know what your gender is right you're talking to me you're gonna you're gonna talk to me to me (laughs) like please don't right (laughs) and i I think that some of the frustration for people like me comes from the fact that like you know i want to wear a beard like i like the idea of wearing a beard i think i look cute with a beard and i worry that i will get misgendered if i wear a beard so i shouldn't Mm -hmm. but that is very different from people who don't even have the option right. of being correctly gendered and of quote unquote passing. Right. And also different from the people who were they to be misgendered, whereas that would be a ouchy moment for you emotionally. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it actually does hurt, but like. It w- yeah, it would be, it would be, it would, it would be on a scale of like a one to four emotional yeah. ouchy, depending on like the Context extenuating circumstances. And, yeah. However, there is also the privilege of, it's not going to be, again, like, if this is an employer that discriminated against you, you would very much, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, be like, wow, that hurt. However, good fucking riddance. I'm glad that we figured this out before I'd worked here. Right. Because we have that sort of privilege yeah. to, like, not be concerned. You'll find another job. We'll find another apartment. Like, yeah. whatever yeah. it is, like, it's not a big, it's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's huge privilege. Yeah. And I think that's the safety aspect of of passing that is, like, lacking. Like, it, it passing is less of a safety barrier for you because you have so many other built-in safety right. barriers through privilege. Right. Which does give me the latitude to bend gender a little bit and try right. and be the person that expands others' idea of it. But yeah. I also can't just sit here and be like, I'm the authority on this because right. I'm annoyed by it. <laughs> and yeah. so, with that in mind... Tell us a little bit more about your side of this. What do you think of passing as a concept? So, like, I need to reference a song at this point. We'll link it below. There's a song called Never Pass. Who's Never Passed By? Uh, she, Her, Hers. She, Her, Hers. Phenomenal band. Band. Uh-huh. And I really... So, the song is great. Pause the podcast. Go listen to it. Get the mm-hmm. com- context. Come yeah. back. Now also, th- maybe I'll put in a fair use nine seconds of it to yeah. <laughs> the relevant fair use. <laughs> Will probably never pass. Seems more like hiding than being who I am. Whenever I think about passing and my thoughts on it, I think of the song because specifically of the bit about like I don't want to fit into a box that's even smaller. Mm-hmm. Like I went from like she went from presenting as a man at some point out I don't know this I don't know this person I don't know the singer's life, life but at some point she was presenting as a man now she's presenting as a woman she was always a woman that's the trans narrative that I'm aware of from her yeah but like her whole thing is like the trans woman mm-hmm. box 
is inherently smaller than the man and woman box, the cis man and cis woman boxes that society expects you to, which are already boxes, to be very clear. Mm -hmm. But they're slightly broader, especially since she was coming from the blue one, and we do treat our men with a little bit more freedom. So Mm. she was coming from a box, definitely toxic masculinity, not good stuff, but like a box. And then society was like, great, now do all these surgeries, grow out your hair, do the makeup, do the clothes, do the things, and like get into this- Change your voice, singer. Change your voice, singer. Get into this even teeny tinier box. And like the line is like, the only difference I can tell is that it's painted pink, which Mm -hmm. like is a great line. Obviously, there's a lot more differences between the gendered boxes and gender roles, but like- It's a song. It's a song, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not an essay. (laughs) I That's what I think about passing a lot. I'm just like, you really like- Especially for trans women, just because like I have such an intimate relationship with femininity being AFAB. And being engaged to a trans woman, too, yeah, who has true. to interact with it. <sighs> Insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, like, when I see, and this is probably partly, like, my own bias, so, like, I, I check myself. But when I see women, trans women, mm-hmm. women, whose, like, form of self-expression and freedom is exactly what marketing people tell them that they want yeah shaving pink taxes makeup out the wazoo fucking like waist trainers fucking diet tea like all of these horrible things that are marketed towards women and And are destructive yeah and they're horrible and trans women i feel like are sometimes more susceptible to that because they find validation in womanhood but sometimes i get the sense that they have ideas of womanhood that are tied to misogyny because that's what our society sees as a womanhood right. and i mean and, and that is not exclusive no to that's women. women that's that just like the issue a lot of <laughs> that's women. why that's why in this i've been saying just like, this is just women. women yeah but it hurts my soul especially when i see like trans women saying that they get like euphoria or validation from like oh i have to pay the pink tax now like haha that's what it's like to be a woman thing. and i'm like yeah ouch it yeah. hurts me like, and, and I guess yes. to bring it back to passing, sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent. No, no, that's, that's an extremely relevant But it's a, But I'm like, tangent. okay, but passing is not worth that. Like, passing mm-hmm. is not worth it. And passing also doesn't require it. Like, I think that passing, mm-hmm. and maybe this is the point that I'm really getting to, I think that often passing is associated with a very specific type of masculinity and femininity, depending on, like, which way you're passing. Mm-hmm. And it's often very stereotypical it's often very stereotypically like white and wealthy like it's often very like gym rats for the men very like makeup and dresses and heels for the women Mm -hmm. and i'm just like is that really like you know that lots and lots and lots of women wear sweatpants and don't wear makeup and like have short hair and like it's all good my dude you can be butch you can be butch and (laughs) i think that like kind of to your point of like It's harder to access those things that are less stereotypically feminine before you've had several years of hormones and potentially Mm -hmm. some surgeries, depending on, like, which way you're going and how you want to look. Because, like, if you have titties and you're wearing a dress, as much as men can wear dresses, if you have titties and you're wearing a dress, people will always assume that you're a woman. Right. Or, like, if you have your nice angular masculine cheekbones and you're wearing fucking basketball shorts as much as many women wear basketball shorts you're gonna be perceived to be a man right right. you know and like that that is the difficulty of it like early in transition but then when people like cling to these like hyper masculine hyper feminine forms of passing it just it irks me 
Because I'm like, is that what you think women and men are? Like, that's not, that's a caricature. Right. It reminds me a lot of a book that you read. Okay. Uh, was it Dreadnought? Oh, yeah. Which was, uh, the, the long and short of why I'm referencing that particular novel is because it involves a trans woman being magically transformed into her internal ideal self. She became a superhero and part of that came with physical transformation, which is a really cool setup, like a very yeah. cool trans narrative setup. And it's interesting that you pointed out during it that there was a bit of contention where I believe you said that the character mm -hmm. started to realize that her idea of femininity didn't really match up with what she how she actually wanted her body and herself to be. Yeah. And there was such a good option for a non-op tra trans narrative where she was like, I actually would like my old body back, but I'm still a woman. And it didn't go that way. And that's why I didn't like the book. Um, <laughs> the book went a different way, which I still appreciate and still ties into what we're saying, which is she realized because she was finally passing, essentially, because people were not misgendering her and stuff, mm -hmm. she realized that she didn't have to do the, like, hyper-feminine things that she'd been assuming she needed to do. Right. And was able to be a little bit more, like, genuine to herself. Right. Which is, like, that's very similar to your experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I, that's, a, that's an experience I think a lot of trans women that I have interacted with have had as yeah. they have progressed in their transition. Right. And it is. It's just because, like... If you're not fighting with the world every day to be seen as valid, then, like, it's easier to be yourself. You don't have to be what society wants you to be to be seen as a woman. Right. But that's why the passing culture is so toxic. Because, right. like, you don't ever have to be that. Because then the the, pro the other problem with passing culture, then, and if we're going to talk also about the safety and the privilege involved, part <laughs> of the problem with it is that you get kind of hate on both sides. Yeah. Because there really, there are members of the trans community who, like, do not like people who don't pass. Yeah. And who don't think people who don't want to pass are trans. Yeah. Go back and listen to our True Scum episode on that because we have a whole episode. They're very interesting. They exist, mm -hmm. but they do. There are people who think that if you wouldn't choose to wake up in a cis body of your gender, you aren't really trans. Right. Which like... Which also, hi, I, there isn't a cis body of my gender, but the, <laughs> they're not ready for me. <laughs> not ready for you. So this still feels like a very binary conversation, I guess. Yes, because me. passing is a binary concept. It's always going to be a binary conversation because, like, again, like, I don't want to erase the niches of non-binary passing. Mm -hmm. There are right. people who go for that and who achieve that. But part of the concept of passing mm -hmm. is that you are fitting into our society. That's true. And so people know wh where to place you in the boxes they have in their brain. Mm -hmm. And... Under that definition, it is impossible for a non-binary person to pass because there is not a box for that in people, in right. Americans' brains. Right. You can pass, quote unquote, by the average person not knowing which box to put you in mm -hmm. <laughs> or by being so alternative in your presentation that people look at you and know that you are a rebel against the boxes. Right. And those are two kind of ways of passing mm -hmm. but that isn't full passing that's right. not people looking at you and being like i know a box you go in. i'm putting you in the pink one here you are how is your evening ma'am <laughs> right and that as a note is really interesting to sort of my focus on fiction is a lot of the queer fantasy that i have been reading and writing because this also happens in the book that i'm currently in one of the books i'm currently working on <laughs> is this idea of there being a third box for non-binary people to pass into. Phoenix Extravagant by Yoon Ha Lee is an example. Where... Which I strongly suggest, 10 out of 10. But that doesn't... 
It doesn't do it, though. That's not what the non-binary people that I know actually want. Specifically, actually, most non-binary people I know don't want the non-binary to be thought as a third gender. Because it's not. It's an umbrella Mm -hmm. term for a lot of other genders. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, you don't necessarily want to only have one option to be... And I also think, sorry, just to bring it back to why non-binary people can't pass in, like, the overarching sense. Mm -hmm. Again, trying not to erase the experience of non-binary people who are... attempting to achieve passing in one way or another. Right. But another reason is part of what passing does is it means that you are not being focused on. If you are a trans woman who is passing, nobody's questioning you. It's just like my gaze is just floating over you. And I'm looking at a classroom of boys and girls and nothing is out of place. I have my boys and my girls. We're all good. Mm -hmm. Whereas even if you are passing either through like the alternative route or by being so androgynous that you can't, that nobody can put you in a box, that still means their eyes are catching on you. They're like, wait, are you a boy or a girl? Or they're like, whoa, that person has like a lot of piercings and some really bright color hair. (laughs) (laughs) You say them pronouns until I know otherwise. Right. So like either way, people are like a little bit confused or put off by you. That's at best what passing is, is confusing people. Mm -hmm. But that draws attention to yourself. And passing in general, is the opposite of drawing attention to yourself. Hence my therapist suggesting... Yeah, exactly. 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 So that's actually... I actually never thought of that, even when you've told me about the way that, like, people try to pass, quote-unquote, as Mm non-binary in, like, the kind of androgynous ways. Like, you're right. Because of how our society is set up, there isn't a way for somebody's gaze to glide casually over a room and be like... Boys, girls, and other. Boys, girls, and other. Yeah, like it's not going to work. It's always going to be maybe not a whole conversation. Again, if you're like in a cool place, uh, maybe it isn't a whole conversation, but it's a a whole mental process for the people around you. And I think that the third gender thing that kind of like authors use to get around this issue. Mm -hmm. So like another really good example is when the tiger came down the mountain. Mm -hmm. And the first novel of that, which was... The Empress, Empress of Salt, Salt and Fortune? Jade? Salt and Fortune? We'll put the two books. We'll put all these books that we're mentioning in the description. Yes. But both of them, it's the same series, but they have like a religious cast right. that are genderless. Yeah. And in Phoenix Extravagant, which by the way, can I just once more suggest reading it because it's amazing. But in that one, there's like a social class. Which is, like, I think a little bit better than a religious class because it's better than, like, I get a little bit twitchy when the non-binary people are priests of a religious class because I think that's just a direct call out to eunuchs and I'm not <laughs> super, I, I don't appreciate non-binary people and eunuchs being made to be one and the same. That's fair. And I will call myself out then, the, the character that I was referencing in my own book is also a warrior priest, but I do have a whole little scene in the book where they talk about how that is something they did so that people would at least kind of understand their gender, but it still doesn't fit their gender. Yeah. And I mean, like, of course, just because something is rooted in a history, just because the non-binary priest trope, I'm not sure there's enough of it called a trope, but pattern (laughs) is rooted, I think, in the concept of eunuchs and at least eunuchs, and I would even say perhaps more problematically, sexless priests, priests who are... well. Go on. Yes, well, there's that, but also in a lot of non-Western yeah. cultures and religions, 
gender non-conforming and trans individuals were, spir- were mm-hmm. spiritual leaders. Which I, I do love. And there is that. I just, sometimes when it's formalized, it makes me more think of the eunuch connection. I mean, especially when you're talking about Western literature. Yes. Although uh, the Empress of Salt and Fortune was not Western. Neither is uh, Phoenix Gravian. So maybe this is just me being too sensitive. That's an option. Yeah, it's very, I mean, that. <laughs> and I mean, I say that I don't love it, but I I consume these things ravenously. And they're great books. They're great books. And I they just sometimes they wish. Them and... Yeah. I just sometimes wish for wider Depictions. representation. Yeah. Right. I mean, but don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like we, we've talked about before the whole non-human, non-binary person itself being like not great representation, but like sometimes it slaps. But do I love Janet from The Good Place with my whole heart and soul? Yes. Yes. And then, like, this is a similar one where it's like, yeah, it would be great if there were non-binary characters who didn't, like, have to be from, like, a religious cast. or like Which <laughs> the Phoenix Extravagant definitely is. So, like, again, can I just... Do you listen to Gender Journeys for anything except book recommendations? Eleanor's book recommendations? It's based on the whole podcast. Basically. Um... But yeah, I just think that, I think that the concept of passing is harmful for lots of people Mm -hmm. because we have to remember what we're passing as, which is almost always a white, wealthy form of femininity and masculinity, especially femininity, but masculinity as well. Masculinity as well. And specifically for masculinity, emphasis on the wealth part, because like, do you have hundreds of dollars for gym memberships and personal trainers and all that shit? I hope so. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And same with like the pink tax and like. Mm-hmm. Fitting in, fitting into society's norms is expensive, especially when you have some biological barriers to doing so. Yep. This isn't even to talk about the trans-specific biological barriers of like trans-affirming medical care, mm-hmm. which is expensive as balls. <laughs> expensive as balls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think it's it's harmful to all people, but then it also doesn't include everybody. Right. And it certainly doesn't include non-binary people for the reasons that we've talked about. I've also heard from, like, black content creators that it doesn't always con- include non-white people, period. Right. Because, like, again, I'm going to speak to femininity because I don't know much about masculinity. But, like, femininity is incredibly white-coded. Like, mm-hmm. it's incredibly white-coded. Just think about, like, what I, like feminine hairstyle is what popped into your head i'm sure it only works on white people hair like think about like what a professional hairstyle looks same idea right <laughs> so it's harmful to everybody and it's extra harmful to people who it just leaves out and who yeah. are striving for something that like genuinely might not be accessible to them right absolutely yeah absolutely yeah i think that's a very big part of it too is just it's not it's not an inclusive system right passing is again though to be clear if you are passing because it is a safety concern for you. Like, this is not an attack on you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's, that, that is always the caveat here is like, the world kind of does, not in grand schemes, but it, the world kind of can suck for trans people. And yeah. if one of the ways that you keep yourself safe against that is by passing, I mean, more power to you. Right. But also, just are, consider the, what, what, like, cost to yourself. What cost to yourself and consider what it might be like for people who cannot do that who can't access it for various reasons and be careful with your passing advice i think that's the thing too is like Mm -hmm. passing advice is very toxic in the trans community unless somebody specifically asks like how do i make this more 
feminine or masculine this thing about myself i don't even really like broad like how do i pass better questions because i feel like often what happens when somebody's like how do i pass better somebody gives them advice on something that they didn't realize was not passing already (laughs) and yeah that happens a lot and it just spirals so i just like don't i don't interact with that sort of content like how do i pass better Mm -hmm. if somebody's like i have fucking 38g titties how do i make them flat like 100 percent. like mm-hmm. if they have a specific question or i have just a fucking cut jawline what makeup will make it look like it's not so fucking cut 1000 percent. but just like be careful when you're engaging in passing conversations because they can be more harmful than they seem on their face yeah especially because you don't always get to see the way that somebody kind of spirals out from there yeah yeah especially on the internet All right, then that's where we're going to wrap it up this week on Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I am joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Bye, y'all. And until next time, just keep thinking about it. Yay! Music for Gender Journeys composed by Sonia Berdash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josiewrites.com slash gender journeys. We hope to hear from you soon.